Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Life Shifts. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. You know, it's the last episode, actually, of 2016, so I am excited. I'm thankful for the times that you have spent with me here on these podcasts. I've been doing this, I think, it's about the fourth month now, and so um, I'm just thankful that you've tuned in, that you've continued to, to come back and listen to these and continue to connect with me. I just cannot believe, man, what a year it's been, you know? I can't believe that it is already the end of 2016. We are heading very fast into a new year in 2017. First, I just want to say I hope that all of you had an amazing Christmas. I I know a lot of you are on vacation. You're probably still on vacation for the New Year's, spending time with family. I hope that you did all of that. I hope that you ate amazing food for Christmas. I hope that you ate even more amazing food for me. I was in Japan here, so... You know, there's just nothing like American food when it comes to the holidays for Thanksgiving or Christmas. It's just something that you just can't get anywhere else. So I I really I missed that this year. It was a good Christmas for me. But I hope that you that you enjoyed your time, that you're enjoying your time off. You know, as we look into 2017, I just I'm just praying that over your life that you're just filled with vision, that you're filled with expectancy. And we're going to talk about that tonight, but we're actually going to we're going to talk about some of the dangers of of walking into 2017. Um, not ready. You know, what are the dangers if we're not ready to walk in, if we haven't dealt with some things, we're going to talk about that. And I really hope, I believe that this is, this can be a pivotal word for you that can encourage you wherever you are, as you get ready to go into 2017, as we all get ready to go into 2017, you know, 2017 is coming, whether we are ready or not, right? I mean, it is just a couple days away. And for me, I have one more full day in Japan, Before the new year hits, you may have a couple days wherever you are, maybe in the States. But I just, you know, I want to go into 2017 ready. And so I want to highlight a couple things tonight. I'm going to jump right into the story here. We're going to be in Joshua. It's so interesting. I've been reading Joshua on and off all throughout this year. You know, I've been going a lot of different places, but Joshua has been something that I've kept coming back to. And it's interesting to see how it's it's come full circle. But I want you to hang with me for the next few minutes here. We're going to we're going to read some scripture. I'm going to give you some background. But and then I'm going to just talk about about what it means, you know, to walk into 2017 and, and to not not to have the things of our past keeping us back. And we're going to go a little bit deeper there. But I want to I want to give you a little bit of context here. We know Joshua, the children of Israel. They are, they are, they've just been, I mean, they've just been a mess. Let's, let's be real. I I can relate to the children of Israel a lot because I kind of feel like them sometimes. But Joshua here has been given the charge, the commission to be their leader here after Moses. And Joshua, I mean, he has his hands full with them, but we know that they've, they've been given a promise. They are going to inherit the promised land. They're going to walk into it. And, and God is just, I can just see like God is just amping up. They're just about to experience all that he promised. They're about to walk into the things that he said. And, you know, that's just an incredible moment. And, and I love those moments in our lives, but they've had quite a journey to get there, right? I mean, if you know any of the story um, of the children of Israel, you know, they were in the wilderness. There's a lot of things. I'm not going to go through all of that. I want to just go through the the very first few chapters of Joshua really quickly and just give you some some little moments, highlights here. And then we're going to go into Joshua 7. 
But um, actually, you know, in, in Joshua, we see all throughout God is just in the beginning. He's saying, be strong, be courageous. He's he's just um, he's being encouraged by God to get ready to take the promise, to inherit the promise. You know, he tells the people, purify yourselves. He says that in chapter three, because tomorrow God's going to do amazing things. The, the captain, the commander of the Lord's army comes and meets with Joshua, whether that's an angel or whoever that was, a man there that. Um, a man that Joshua saw and he went up to and and he said, you know, who are you? Are you an enemy? Or are you a friend? And the man said, I'm the captain, I'm the commander of the Lord's army. And and so Joshua had an encounter right there with God. And and, you know, he he takes off his shoes. He realizes that the place he's at is holy. And Joshua says, you know, I am at your command. And I love that. I love Joshua there. He's saying, you know, God, whatever you want to do, however you want to do this, however you want to bring this victory, I am just surrendered and I'm open to you. So that's something really cool there. But Jericho, let's just give you the highlights there. Chapter 6 in Jericho, the Battle of Jericho, We a lot of us know that story. I mean, Jericho was a, a high city. You can look in history and even see today um, the ruins of, of the ancient city of Jericho. It was set on a high place with walls all around it. And I mean, you were not getting into Jericho by accident, right? I mean, unless you wanted, unless they wanted you in there, you were not getting in there. So, but God, they were, they were in the land there. They were part of the, the, the enemies in the land there that, that they, that the children of Israel had to overcome in order to, to receive the promised land, to walk into it fully. And so we see the battle here. Many of us know the story that once a day for six days, the, the children of Israel and the priests, they walked around the, the whole city of Jericho. The seventh day, seven times they walked around it. And the priests blew the horns, the people shouted, and then the walls came down. And we see a tremendous, tremendous victory. We see amazing things there. But something that we have to remember, and this is so important, in chapter 6, verse 18, God had told them, do not take anything that is set apart for destruction in the city. So don't take anything. Anything means anything, right? He said that. And then in chapter or verse 19, he says, everything made from silver, gold, bronze, or iron, it is the Lord's. And so right there, God gives them very specific commands. And he says, you know, I'm giving you this land. I'm giving you, you're walking into the promised land. But for this battle, for this city right here, don't take anything. It's been set apart for destruction. The gold, the silver, that's that's an offering to the Lord. And, and that was his command there. So we're going to zoom in here, Joshua chapter 7. I just wanted to give you guys some details there. Joshua 7, we're going to zoom in the battle of Ai. And we see here, you know, Joshua sends some spies into the land and, and, you know, as they, as they go into the land, they return and they tell Joshua, you know, there's no need for all of us to go up there. Chapter seven, verse two, um, verse three, when they return, they told Joshua, there's no need for all of us to go up there. It won't take more than two or 3000 men to attack AI. Since there are so few of them, don't make all our people struggle to go up there. If we look in, in verse four, it says, so approximately 3000 warriors were sent, but they were soundly defeated. I mean, it just cuts right to the chase there. I don't know if the people of Israel, when the spies came back, if they had the big head or what from the, the previous battle that they they had just walked through with Jericho and they they defeated them and the walls came tumbling down. I'm sure your faith would be soaring in that moment. You would you would just you would think you could take on the world there. But they, you know, they walked into this next battle of AI and they said, you know, we're just gonna bring three thousand men, but it said they were soundly defeated. I'm gonna read here verse four. 
the men of Ai chased the Israelites from the town gate as far as the quarries, and they killed about 36 who were retreating down the slope. The Israelites were paralyzed with fear at this turn of events, and their courage melted away. Joshua and the elders of Israel tore their clothing in dismay, threw dust on their heads, and bowed face down to the ground before the ark of the Lord until evening. Then Joshua cried out, O sovereign Lord, why did you bring us across the Jordan River if you're going to let the Amorites kill us? If only we had been content to stay on the other side. Lord, what can I say now that Israel has fled from its enemies? For when the Canaanites and all the other people living in the land hear about it, they will surround us and wipe our name off the face of the earth. And then what will happen to the honor of your great name? I love, he just brings God right into it there. We're going to see what happens here. But verse 10, but the Lord said to Joshua, get up. (laughs) I love that. Get up. Why are you lying on your face like this? Israel has sinned and broken my covenant. They have stolen some of the things that I commanded must be set apart for me. And they have not only stolen them, but have lied about it and hidden the things among their own belongings. That is why the Israelites are running from their enemies in defeat. For now, Israel itself has been set apart for destruction. I will not remain with you any longer unless you destroy the things among you that were set apart for destruction. Man, I I just, there's just so much in this story. And that's where I really want to camp out here. Is, is the fact, you know, God had given them a very clear command about what they could do about, about the situation here, and, and someone here didn't listen to it. And so I just think it's so sad here that these men, you know, they went in and, and, and they, they, they turned and they ran because they were going to be defeated, and 36 men lost their life there. But it's so interesting because God, you know, he's saying there's someone among you. There's there's things among you that were set apart for destruction. And there's something, you know, there's someone who decided to take those things and it's holding up your victory. And so I just want to want to kind of highlight all of that story. And I want to pull out from that story the fact that sometimes, you know, there is disobedience and there is sin that is holding back our victory. Now, a lot of us, we don't like to hear that in the church. We don't, we don't talk about that a lot in the body of Christ. We don't talk about sin enough, I don't think, um, because, you know, we want to talk about the love and the grace of God, and those things are incredible, and they're not diminished when, with, with what we're saying here. But there is a real fact that when God tells us not to do something, when he says, don't touch that, don't do that, and we do it, that there are consequences, and that, that sin will always lead to death. And so, we just have to know here that there's sometimes there are things that there's disobedience that can be holding up our victory. And so if God says don't touch it, you know, it means don't touch it. And so right here we see that God said that to them, but but there was someone in the camp who didn't listen. And it's so interesting to me that it was just one person. You know, one person in the whole Israelite camp did did what they were not supposed to do and it held up the victory for everyone. And so Joshua here, I just think it's so interesting. I mean, he's he's bowing down, he's doing dust on his head, he's doing all this stuff, and he, you know, he's doing the most here. He's he's ripping his clothes, whatever he's doing. He's talking to God and he's saying, God, why did you hold back this victory from us? God, why why did you bring us here just so we're gonna get slaughtered? God, we should have just stayed on the other side of the Jordan River. I mean, how how crazy it is is that? I mean, they just see this amazing victory. But as soon as something doesn't go our way, right, as humans, we 
man, we shouldn't have even stepped out in that. Were we wrong in that? Man, we should have just stayed where it was comfortable. Joshua, Joshua here, he's doing all of that. But I love what God says. He says, get up, Joshua. You know, you, you're, you, the victory didn't come to you because there's sin in your camp. The victory wasn't any, I wasn't holding back the victory from you. It wasn't, it wasn't that I didn't promise the victory. It wasn't that I, I wasn't going to do it. It was that your own choices, your own disobedience held back the victory from you. And I love that God says here, though, in verse down, he says, you know, that I'm not going to read it all. But in the morning, you know, God says, I'm going to I want you to present all the people. I'm going to help you pick out the tribe. I love that. You know, God gives us promises. We we start walking toward them. We disobey something. We mess up. We get in ourselves in a mess. And God says, OK, I'm going to help you fix this. So the next morning, you know, all the Israelites are standing out there. God picks out the tribe, he pick, he picks out the clan, he picks out the family, you know, and finally Achan, a man named Achan is picked out, and what Achan says, it's so interesting, Achan says, you know, it is true when he's pointed out, um, it, they're, they're doing, I think it's interesting too, I want to step back a minute and say, you know, as they're pointing out all of these tribes, they're going through, I mean, I'm sure it wasn't a, a two-minute process, they have all the people out there, Joshua's trying to figure this out, they're trying to figure out how to walk into the victory that God has for them, and Aiken here, he's standing there acting like, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't know who stole the, who stole the, the garment, who stole the gold, who stole the things. And I just think it's so interesting because he, you know, I don't know if he would have had a chance to, to repent there, if he could have gotten it right. But, but he was standing there that whole time and God finally points out, you know, the, it's Aiken here. It's this man. And what he says, you know, he says, it's true. Aiken says, I have sinned against the Lord among the plunder. I saw a beautiful robe from Babylon. 200 silver coins and a bar of gold weighing more than a pound. I wanted them so much that I took them. <laughs> I wanted them so much that I took them. I mean, how simple is that? That, that just shows flesh there. You know, it, it wasn't even, you know, the, the garment, the different things. It, I'm, it's interesting because God promised them that whole land. I mean, he, he promised them everything. He said, you know, everything in this promised land is yours. Everything in Canaan, you're going to receive amazing things here. But Achan here, he he was he was impatient. He wanted to get ahead of God. He you know decided to to sneak and to be sneaky, and he buried the things under the ground. He buried the things under his tent. And and I just want to ask you tonight. I want to encourage us all with this. As I'm thinking about this, I know that was a lot of scripture there, um, but I, I I pray you go back and read it and and really get all that there is to get out of it. But I just want to ask the question today, you know, is there anything in, in our lives as we get ready to go into a new year that is holding back the victory? Is there anything that we have buried under the ground, any hidden thing, any any sins in our heart that that we've not gotten before God and said, you know, God, I need healing in this. I need freedom. I, I need, I, I repent. I'm sorry for doing that. Whatever, whatever the case is, you know, we, we instead, you know, a lot of times I think we, you know, God answer my prayers. God, 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 you said that you would do this. God, you said you would bring us in. God, where is my promise? You know, you promised me this, or you promised me that, or you promised me that I would, I would start the, that ministry or the business, or I would, I would write that book, or I would, I would get that family, or I would, this friendship would grow, or I would, you know, I would, 
get in a relationship, whatever we want to say there. And, and we, we, you know, we put the attention there on God and God says, you know what? Oh, I, my heart is willing for you to have all of those things. It's my desire for, I've given you the, the keys to the kingdom. Let's go new Testament here. I've given you everything I've, I've given you, I've given you all power and authority has been given to you. You have everything that you need to, to be who I've called you to be. But the reason why you're not walking in the things that I've called you to walk in is because there's sin. And, and that's just a sad reality of our lives sometime. But I want to encourage you, you know, don't walk into the new year. Don't walk into 2017 with the same things that, that have held you back in 2016. Maybe you don't even know what they are. Maybe, maybe you are... You're, you need to spend some time over the, these last couple days and figure out, God, what is it? What is it that is in my life? Is there anything in my life that is holding back the victory? Sometimes we just need to be patient and wait on the Lord. And sometimes it's not anything that's in our life. But sometimes, guys, I think the Bible is really clear, Old and New Testament, that there are some things in our lives, there are weights, there are sins that are holding us back. And the reality of that is, is that God wants to give you Canaan. He wants to give you your promise. God, I believe, you know, I just got through doing a vision board for 2017 and and really putting my my heart on, on paper, on poster board there and just saying, God, these are things that I'm believing for. These are things that I'm looking for the forward to. These are things that I'm 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 putting before my eyes because I know you're going to be faithful. And you know, we can do all of those things, but if we keep things hidden in our lives, if we keep sin hidden in our lives, it is going to stop the victory or the blessing of God in that area of our life. You know, we can, you know, do all of these things and we can do good things and we can step out in this area and we can move forward in a certain area. But if there is sin, if there is hidden things or maybe things that you know, just disobedience in your life, if there are things there that is holding us back, we've got to get radical and get aggressive and angry, righteously angry with those things and say, you know what? I am tired of living below what God has called me to live in. And I'm going to walk in the blessing and the promise of God. I mean, I can't count how many times in my life. I mean, even this year, this week, you guys, that I have been with the Lord and I've said, God, I don't want there to be anything in my life. I don't, I don't want there to be any hidden motive, any, any disobedience, any sin, any, anything that I am comfortable with that is keeping me from the things that you've called me to. And even more guys, keeping us from walking in boldness before the throne of God, you know, walking in intimacy with him to where we pray and, and we don't have that guilt that surrounds us or whatever. Those things matter that those things are important. So I want to encourage you, go into 2017 with vision. Go in knowing what has God promised me? What has God said? What is he what has he given to me this year? What am what am I supposed to focus on? I, I want to encourage you, get five goals. If if you can't think of anything else, get five things. They can be super specific, and it's better if they are. But you know, you can do a specific one, then you can do big picture. And just say, you know, what am I moving toward? Because you have to know what you're moving toward. We know Habakkuk 2 says, write the vision, make it plain. It's super familiar. But, you know, maybe maybe some of you today and just ending this, maybe you stepped out in 2016. Maybe you failed. Maybe you messed up. Maybe a lot of things happened. And I want to encourage you, don't lose your faith. Don't 
Don't don't draw back. Don't be, you know, don't stay where Joshua could have stayed and say, God, man, we should just go back to the other side of the river where it was safe, where it was comfortable. No, stay in the land, stay in the fight, stay in the stay where you are, keep pressing forward, but get with the Lord and say, God, what is it in my life that needs to be out? You know, and the sad part of this story, I guess I didn't end it, but Achan, he died. And not only Achan died, but his family died. All the cattle that he had died. Every bit of everything that he had died and 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 was burned and, and stones piled over him. And so really, Achan's sin, it cost the whole children of Israel. It cost them. And it was it was detrimental to 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 the whole tribe. I mean, you know, 36 men lost their lives because of Achan and and because of that sin, that disobedience there. And and I just want want to encourage you, you know. That, of course, is a really intense story from the Old Testament here of, of what happened in disobedience and, and the different things. And, of course, we're, we live in the, the New Covenant, the New Testament, but we have to remember that God still hates sin and God still cares about righteousness and he cares about holy living. And, and you know, it doesn't mean you're never going to mess up. It definitely doesn't mean that. But what it means is that when you do, you're going to say, God, search me and know my heart and and cleanse me from anything, you know, cleanse me from any wicked thing and, and remove remove all of that. Renew renew a right spirit within me. All of those verses that we know, you know, we, we need to hold on to because God wants to forgive. He wants to love us. He wants to bless. But we have to be honest. So, guys, in ending this, wrapping this up, 2017 is going to be an incredible year for you. And so I know this was a little bit, I guess it was a little bit intense for an end of the year message. But I really feel like it's something that we need. You know, 2016, it was full of ups and downs for me too. And and as I look forward to 2017, I just, I, I don't want to play anymore. I, I want the will and the purpose of God. I want to see the glory of God. I want to see sick people healed. I want to see people saved and delivered. I want to see the kingdom of God go forth in power. That's what I want to see. And, and I hope that you join me in that. And I hope that you want to see that too. But guys, I want to encourage you. Get with the Lord. Ask him, what is it? Is there anything in my life that's holding back the victory? And just be honest. Just deal with it. That's all we have to do. And, and he'll meet you there. He's faithful. He's faithful to forgive us. And so he's faithful to cleanse us. And we just have to know that. But anyways, guys, I really hope that you have an amazing new year. And, and that it, you know, it starts on the right foot. Start getting time, getting alone with the Lord. Worship and prayer intimate time make some habits and and just put that on your vision board i really encourage you to do that because god is going to show up in 2017 show up show out he's going to be a good god he's going to be faithful and i just know that but i want to encourage you to just to just walk forward knowing that there's nothing hidden in your life that the lord doesn't know about that's not dealt with and and i i just believe we're going to see better things ahead in 2017 so anyways i love you guys I will be back with you. I don't know if it will be next week, the next couple weeks. Like I said, I'm still working on things. I'm sorry there's some delay here on, on some things that, that I'm working with, changing the podcast, different different formats that I'm, I'm thinking about. But we're just going to go with God. You know, I'm just going to go with, with how God leads me and how it works here. Um, but I want to encourage you, keep tuning in. 2017 is going to be amazing. Have an awesome new year. I love you guys, and I will talk to you soon.